an honor to be here at Live Point, speaking to all of you, speaking to everybody that is online. I love this place. This is, it truly is, it's like one of my favorite churches uh, in America because like Mike said, Pastor Mike said that, that we were on staff together in Springfield, Missouri. And so as he was going through the process of even coming here, like I've been on this journey with you guys this entire time. And so we have been celebrating, we've been praying with you guys, and I absolutely love, love this place. So it is an honor and it is a privilege for me to be here, to be able to just talk about Jesus. Come on, somebody. I love me some Jesus. Oh, man. You know, Mike, uh, Pastor Mike, I just, I'm so thankful for you guys, and I'm, I'm so glad that you guys got to be able to take that time off. And, and I could talk, y'all, I could talk for 30 minutes just about how amazing Pastor Mike is, but I don't even want to talk about that. I want to talk about his wife, Pastor Stephanie. Oh, my goodness. I am so thankful for you in my life, for my wife, that you are in my wife's life, that you have always been a steady rock, always there, always supporting everything that you do. I know that Mike wouldn't be anything without you. Your girls wouldn't be anything without you. This church wouldn't be anything without you. Come on, Life Point. Can you give it up for Pastor Stephanie? For five seconds. Come on, y'all. Five seconds. Let's get a little bit loud. Love you so much. Love you so much. That's, uh, that's so much fun to be able to do that. I want to be able to show you uh, my amazing family because I love them so much. That I just want to be able to look at them again. Are you kidding me with that picture? Oh, man, it should be like on a postcard or something like that. I love my family so much. That's my amazing wife, Jenny. I love her more today than I did the day that we were married. And I cannot wait to get home because, oh, come on, somebody. Woo, that is just so good. Uh, on the side with the glasses, that is my oldest son, Jude, 12 years old. He is my big brain. That's what I call him. He's my big brain. He's uh, going into seventh grade, taking all AP classes. And he's into video games and robotics and engineering. He makes his own video games. It's ridiculous. The boy's going to make me some money. Let's go. And then on the other side is Case, and he's my youngest, and he is our big baller. So I got my big brain, and I got my big baller because my boy thinks he is Steph Curry. That's what he thinks. And he plays like he is Steph Curry. He loves to be able to shoot deep and he loves to be able to just hold it so he, everybody knows that he made it. And then he'll just look at you in the eye. Or if he's not holding it like this, I'm not even joking, that he hit a game winner the one day and then he just flexed to the entire crowd. <laughs> Whew, my boy's got some swag. He gets that from his mom, y'all. That's what he does. I love my family so much. But we're here today because we're going to have some church. Anybody ready to have some church today? Man, I hope so. I love it. I love church. I love Jesus. I love what God has done inside of my life. And I hope that he's going to do something amazing inside of your life as well. Let me ask you this question. Is anybody ready for a better year than the past year and a half? Oh, my goodness, right? Like, oh. Like we thought we were getting out of the, out of it. you know, like everybody's like, hey, we're starting to get a little bit normal. No, Delta. Oh man, like it just like it doesn't stop, does it? Like I just anybody ready, truly ready for something better, right? I'm ready for a better life. Here's the good news that I have for you. God wants you to be able to have a better life too. I believe it with everything inside of me that God wants you to be able to experience a better life. In fact, one of the verses that we're going to be landing on uh, a little bit later, it's, it's John 10.10. 10. It says, the thief has come to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus says, but I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. Is anybody ready to experience a better life today? God wants to be able to give that to you 
as well. It is here for you. And I can tell you that I'm just coming off of my sabbatical as well. And, and I had two days of, of prayer and fasting. And I was, I was praying for your church. And I was praying for this moment. And I was praying that somebody today is going to get impacted. That somebody today is truly going to not only experience a better life, but today somebody is going to receive a better life. And there's going to be an opportunity a little bit later where I hope that somebody's going to be able to make a choice. Because I believe with everything inside of me that God wants you to have a better life. He said, I come to give you life and have it in the full. That's eternity, but it's also here too. That there is more in store for us right here. Come on. That is what I'm hoping and that's what I'm praying for as we go forward. But here's the reality is that God wants us to be able to have that, but there's some responsibility on our side too, right? How many of y'all know that we got some responsibility? Like we don't just get to be able to like just like do nothing sitting on the couch, just as Pastor Mike said, and experience all of the amazing things that life has. No, we got some responsibility too. And there are so many things that we could talk about with that responsibility, the choices that we make and, and sorts of things like that. But y'all, the name of my church is Focus Church. So what we're going to talk about today is your responsibility is to stay focused. Come on. There's a responsibility that we have. If we're going to experience a better life, you've got to stay focused. I, was, I had the privilege to uh, get here yesterday, and I got to hear some of the, the family conference, right? Anybody, anybody come to the family conference? Y'all, it was so good, man. I got to hear the panel up there, and I heard Stephanie talking about being intentional, right? That's another word that you can use for being focused. You've got to be focused in this world. And I could go through so many scriptures that talk about the power of being focused. And there's so many, you know, like I cast my eyes up to the hills. I fix my eyes upon Jesus, the author and the perfecter of my faith. And we could show so many ways that, that it's important for us to stay focused through scripture. But we know it just in our day-to-day -day life. Like day-to-day -day life shows us how powerful our focus truly is. Because when we're not focused, then we're what? We're distracted, right? And when distraction happens, that's when accidents happen. When you're distracted, that's when accidents happen, right? Like you're waking up in the morning, you're grabbing a coffee or a glass of milk or something like that, and you put the cup on the counter, and then all of a sudden something happens, the kids are doing something over here or something's happening over there, and then you forget that the cup is there, and then the next thing you know, you hit your hand, boom, you got a mess to clean up, right? We didn't mean for that to happen. You just got distracted, and now you got an accident that you got to clean up. And it's the same in life, too. Well, I didn't mean for my marriage to fall apart. I just got distracted because this girl in the office was talking to me in ways that I forgot about my wife. And now I got an accident and I got a mess to clean up. Well, I didn't mean for my marriage to fall apart, but this guy in the gym, he was giving me some attention that my husband hasn't in quite a while. I didn't mean for it to happen, but I got distracted and now I got an accident and I got a mess I got to clean up. What happened to my kids? I don't understand. It seemed like they were doing so well. How, what in the world happened? Maybe you got a little bit distracted by all the work that you had in the office that you forgot about your most important work at home. Because when distractions happen, that's when accidents happen. And it leaves us in a mess, and it's all this stuff that we've got to clean up later when we're just simply not focused. Focus is so powerful for all of us. Focus, in fact, this is what we say at our church. Your focus will determine your destiny. Your focus determines your destiny. Here's how this plays out. 
So when I was graduating college, you know, you, uh, you're getting a little bit older. you got to figure out ways to be able to stay in shape. And a buddy of mine, we decided, hey, we, let's start mountain biking, right? Anybody in here mountain bike? Of course not. Who wants to be able to do that, right? Like, that sounds like a bad idea. I don't want to do that. Well, we thought, hey, let's go ahead and start mountain biking. You know, like I like the outdoors and let's go ahead and experience a little bit of that. So we both got bikes and we started mountain biking. And, and, uh, and as we're beginning to mountain bike, he was doing pretty good. And we're in southern Missouri, which is full of rocks and roots and all that stuff all over the place. And I know that it's full of rocks and roots all over the place because when I went mountain biking, I hit every single rock and root that was around. Every single one of them. And I would fall over and I would wreck and I was like, this is not fun. And it ended up not being that much fun for my buddy as well because he's having to stop over and over. And finally he was like, yo, man, what are you doing? And I was like, I don't know. I'm just hitting every single one. I don't know. And he's like, well, what are you thinking when you're, when you're riding and you see that? And I'm like, here's what I'm thinking. There's a rock. There's a rock. There's a rock. Don't hit the rock. Don't hit the rock. And then I hit the rock. And he goes, ah, oh, yeah, see, that's the problem. He said, you're looking at the rock and not on the clear path around the rock. See, your focus determines your direction. Your direction determines your destination and your destination, oh, that's your destiny. See, your focus determines your destiny. Focus is so powerful. We have got to be able to get our focus in the right place. So that leads to the question, where is your focus? And we're living in a world that's trying to get us grab our attention in so many different areas. So where is your focus today? Maybe your focus might be in one of the places where culture is trying to be able to grab our focus. And maybe your focus is on getting the good life. Right? The good life is pretty, good, life is pretty good, isn't it? Y'all, it's called the good life. It's good, right? Like, of course it is. Some of you are like, I don't know how I'm supposed to answer that. Like, we're in church. Am I supposed to say the good life is nice? I don't know. Yeah, the good life is pretty nice. But here's the reality about the good life. The good life never satisfies either. The good life is never good enough, right? I had an opportunity to actually be here a couple of years ago uh, for something that Mike, Pastor Mike was doing and LifePoint was doing with, uh, with the Lyft Network. Y'all, so amazing. This is the thing I love about LifePoint is that LifePoint is not concerned about building LifePoint. LifePoint is concerned about building the kingdom of God. That's so good, y'all. You don't even know how freeing that is. There's no competition. Let's just see each other get better for the kingdom of God. And so Pastor Mike and, uh, and the, the rest of the team here at LifePoint, they had a bunch of pastors come up, and, and I got to be part of that. And I, I brought a friend from mine from Phoenix. And, and so we landed in Nashville. Landed in Nashville, and I was like, I was like uh, hey, Mike, I'm in Nashville, 2 p.m. Uh, I'm hungry. Where should I go eat? And he was like, well, there's some people that like this place called Hattie B's. Anybody know some Hattie B's up in here? Come on, you know. And I was like, okay, let's go. To I love some chicken. I love me some chicken sandwiches. Let's go Hattie B's, right? So we roll up to Hattie B's at 2 p.m. on a Wednesday afternoon, and the line is wrapped all the way around. I was like, something going on up in here in Hattie B's. Okay, all right. So we got up in line, and, and then we get to the front, and then there's like this list of like a billion different heat levels, right? And I was like, I have nothing to prove to no man, so give me no heat. Thank you very much. <laughs> I like chicken. I don't like sweating that much, okay? Well, my buddy that was with me, he has everything to prove to everybody, so he got the hottest one that you could. And so he gets, all of you are like, oh, man, I know what's going to happen. 
So he gets, we sit down and, and we take the first bite. And I was like, how is it? And he's like, it's not bad. He takes the second bite. I was like, how is it? It's not, it's not bad. It's not, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. About five bites later, he's got like, it's like a bead of sweat coming down. It's not that bad. Finishes the sandwich and he, and he takes his hat off. And that beautiful bald head is just glowing with sweat, y'all. It was amazing. Love me a Hattie B's chicken sandwich. It was, that thing was fantastic. I was glad that I went there. But you know, the reality of it is, is that after I got here and, and we had settled in later on that night, I was hungry again. You know why? Because the good life is never good enough. You know this to be true, right? Like you get something amazing. I just got a brand new car. This is like my life is complete right now until two years later. You're like, oh, that one looks a lot better than what I got. It's a piece of junk. Oh, look, they got a new iPhone out every single year. I must have. Because the good life is never good enough. And you put your focus on that and it is going to leave a hole inside of your soul. Or maybe, maybe your focus isn't on the good life. Maybe your focus, and I completely understand this one. Maybe your focus is on the here and the now. And the reason why I can understand this one is because some of you right now in the here and the now are experiencing lot of pain and boy I tell you what pain pain takes all of your attention and all of your focus I know that in my church that this past year and a half that we haven't been dealing with a pandemic of a disease that we've helped walk people through a pandemic of broken relationships we've been helping people walk through a pandemic of depression of hurt of loneliness. And I know that if it's true in my church, that I know it's true in here as well. And I know that there's some of you that are sitting in this room that are dealing with a massive amount of pain. And I understand that. And God understands that. And God is a God of miracles and a God of restoration and a God of redemption. And so I want you to know that whatever pain that you're going in right now, I believe in a God of relief. And I'm just going to be praying that there's going to be relief in the middle of your pain right now. Or maybe your here and now isn't based off of pain. Maybe your here and now was something that I experienced as well. Maybe your here and now was something that I was like, I'm going to get what I can when I can. And I want to be able to experience everything that this world has to offer. That was something that I lived with. That was the choice that I was making. See, I grew up in a Christian home with amazing parents, amazing godly parents that loved me so much and showed me the right way. But I was also a punk kid. I just was a punk kid. Do I have any, any reformed punk kids up in here? I got any like, like halfway reformed punk kids up in here? Like, you're like, I'm working on it. You know, like I still, like I'm 51% saved. You know what I'm talking about? I was a punk kid. I knew God, but I didn't follow God. Which is why I love the fact that here at LifePoint Church, that Pastor Mike says this. He says, you need to read your Bible and do what it says. Like, it don't do any good if you just read it and then just put it away. Like, Scripture even says that that's, that's like a man who looks himself in the mirror and doesn't even know who he is, right? I didn't know who I was. That's the kind of life that I was living. And I was such a punk kid that when I graduated high school, that this was the big, huge life choice that was in front of me. You ready for this? This was the, two, this was the fork in the road that I had. I'm either going to get my eyebrow pierced or I'm going to join the Marine Corps. 
let's flip a coin, right? <laughs> like, that's what kind of punk kid that I had no direction, I had no focus or anything like that. Well, I chose to join the Marine Corps. Come on, somebody. I heard this is a military town, right? Is this a military town up in here? Right? Like there's a little bit of, uh, little bit of uh, military brotherhood and sisterhood that's here. Uh, I know that we can talk about which branch of the service is better later on, Ura Devil Dog. But you all know what I'm talking about. And some of you that know and even know that this is in the military town, you understand this to be true. The military can be the most ungodly place on the planet. And I know it to be true because that's the life that I decided to walk. I took everything and anything that I could. Let's go ahead and just like, let's play hard. Let's go ahead and party hard and work hard and all that stuff. And we just went to the extreme on everything. Because I was focused on the here and the now. And I can tell you where that path led. It led to a place that was full of destruction. It was full of destructive habits. It was destroyed, uh, destructive behaviors and full of destructive relationships. And it left me gaping and lonely and hurting in my soul. And I was there on a Monday morning when I was in the, in the military, in the Marine Corps. And on a Monday morning, standing in line for, for a breakfast burrito out of a chow truck. Come on, somebody. We didn't call them food trucks back then. There was a chow truck. You know what I'm talking about. And when we would do this, this was a normal behavior for us on a Monday morning that everybody's getting in line for breakfast and we're all hanging out and we're telling war stories about the conquests and the parties and everything that we did over the weekend. And typically everybody's high-fiving and congratulating and having a great time in a party and there was just this hurt and this pain inside of my soul. And one of the guys told a story and it hurt me so much. And I thank God because at that moment I felt a smack in the back of my spiritual head and God speak to my soul and tell me this. He said, I have more in store for your life than this. And I get to be able to stand here today on this Sunday and speak to somebody that you've been waiting to be able to hear this. And God is telling you today that he has more in store for your life than this. Searching after the next high, searching after the next party, searching after the next conquest, it's going to leave you wanting. It's never going to be able to satisfy. It's only through Jesus Christ that you're going to be able to find redemption. It's only through Jesus Christ that you're going to be able to find healing. It's only through Jesus Christ that you're going to be able to find life. Life. Are you ready for a better life? Then where is your focus? Matthew 6, says this, actually, it says, but seek first. Somebody say first. first. Not second, not third, not when you're thinking about it, not when it's convenient for you. When you wake up in the morning, the first thing that you do is you seek the kingdom and his righteousness. In other words, let me say it this way. You put your focus upon Jesus. Seek first. Somebody say first. I love that number one. I love to be number one. Anybody in here like winning? Come on, somebody. I love me to win. Winning is fun, right? Winning is more fun. And if you're like, ah, it doesn't matter, you have not won enough in your life, y'all. You need to win more. If you're married to somebody who doesn't realize how great winning is, let them win a couple of times. Let them get a taste for it. Ooh, you can't get rid of that taste. I love winning, which is why I love serving Jesus. Because I know that when I serve Jesus, I win every single day. 
Because I read the last of the book, man, and he wins. He's already won the war. So you know what I do? I wake up every single morning and my seek first the kingdom of God is me telling myself this. I've got a victory today. I'm not even playing around. I wake up every single morning and I tell myself when my feet hit the ground, I got a victory today. Why? Because I serve Jesus. And he's got a victory in store for me, not through my own power, only through the power of Jesus Christ. Today is somebody's day that you've got a victory today. Seek first, somebody say first, the kingdom of heaven and all of his righteousness and then all, somebody say all, all of these things. What's all? All the, the hopes and desires that we have. All of those things that this world is like we're wanting for, we're needing for. All of those troubles and all of those trials, all of those weights that are sitting there keeping us back, all of these things will be added. The blessings of God are brand new every single morning. And the great thing that I love is that his blessings, his blessings aren't just a little bit. Come on, somebody. It's exceedingly and abundantly more. And so, in fact, his blessings are so much that he wants to bless you so much that you can be a blessing to the world around you. Come on. Woo, that's so good. That's what kind of life, that's the better life. That's not the good life. That's the better life that God has planned for each and every single one of you. That's what he has for every single one of us. So instead of focusing on the good life, instead of focusing in on the here and now, instead, why don't we focus in on the life that God wants us to live? You want a better life? You want this, this next year to be better than the past year and a half? Guess what you do? Focus on Jesus. Well, there's so many things going on. Yeah, focus on Jesus. Well, you know what? There's this, there's this other stuff going on. Focus on Jesus. Do you think that this is the first time in history that we've had economic issues? No. Do you think that this is the first time in history that we've ever had a pandemic? No. Do you think that this is the first time in history that we've ever had racial issues? No. And yet God is still in control. Come on, somebody. Put your focus upon Jesus and all of these things are going to be added later on. All of them are added. Come on, that is so good. So when you came in here and I asked that question, you want a better life, and you said, yeah, I do, where's your focus at? Where is your focus at? Because reality is this. What you focus on, that's what you're going to find. What you focus on is what you're going to find. Ooh, you know that to be true too. Anybody like truck shopping? Well, not like going to the, I don't want to go to the dealer. But I like looking at new trucks. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Anybody like dreaming about a new truck, right? You like dreaming about it. That's fantastic. And then when you're dreaming about it, you're like, what kind of truck should I get? Should I get a, should I get a Ram? Should I get a 1500? Y'all, yo, you know you always come back to that F-150, right? Gun metal, gun rack in the back. Should I get a six-inch lift that's on that thing? I don't know. That might be a little bit too high for my wife to get into. She's a shorty, y'all. And then the next thing you know, when you're doing that, you see F-150s everywhere. How come everybody's got an F-150? Everybody's got a gunmetal gun metal F-150. I don't even understand. How did they? And then once you get that, what happens? It's gone. No, you don't see them anymore, right? Because what you focus on is what you're going to find. What you focus on is what you're going to find. That is same in your relationships as well. What you focus on is what you're going to be able to find. You're sitting there telling yourself you might be even be in here because you were like, we got to go to this family conference this weekend because we're just falling apart. And if we don't be able to go to this family conference, and I don't know what's going to happen. Well, why are, why are we falling apart? Well, it's because you never do any of the chores around the house at all. I'm the one that has to do everything around here. You don't get any projects done in the garage. I've asked you to do this and this and blah, 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 right? 
well, yeah, I would get some of that stuff done, except you talk to me like this, and you say this, and you say that, and you say rah, 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 rah. And you're like, this relationship is falling apart. Yeah, that's because you're focused on all of the negative things. Well, he hasn't got this project done in the garage. Yeah, but what about the project that he got done in the bathroom? What about the one that he got done maybe even a year ago? See, I don't know about y'all, but, but I, I love love languages. I, lo- I love speaking in love languages, and I love, I'm a words of affirmation kind of guy, right? Especially with my wife. If she wants a project done around the house, you know what she says to me? You are amazing and wonderful, and you just, you get so much stuff done all the time. And I'm like, yeah, I do. I'm like a little puppy dog. (laughs) I am awesome, and I am wonderful. What other tricks do you want to see me do? I'll get another project done, right? I'll do another one. That's how it goes, right? But if she told me, how come you're not getting this thing done? I asked you, I asked you months ago. Oh, I'm horrible. You know, I'm just going to go ahead and hide on my little corner back here. I'm so sorry. Please don't hit me. Please don't do anything. like. A... I'm not going to pee in the corner, though. I tell you that. I'm a grown man, y'all. <laughs> so what you focus on is what you're going to find. And so if you're in a relationship that feels like it's falling apart, maybe it's because you're focused on it falling apart. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Well, you don't know the way that she talks to me. Yeah, Maybe. But do you hear the one positive thing that she says? Or are you just focused on the one negative thing she says? Maybe it's a hundred positive things and you just heard the one negative. What you focus on is what you're going to find. You're like, yeah, that's why I'm focused on $10 million, y'all. We'll get $10 million. My finances got to be better. I'm focused on that lottery, y'all. No, you're not focused on that. What you're focused on is not having $10 million. You're focused on lack And that is not the life that God wants you to live. God God didn't say, I've come to give you a life of lack. He said, I've come to give you a full life. So we've got to be able to change our focus. And instead of all of these things of the world, instead of focus on his kingdom, and then all of these things, they're going to be added. I love the way that the message actually says it this way. What I'm trying to do here is to get you to relax. Ooh, man. Even, even when I just say that word, relax, like I feel like, I, oh, hey, I need to take a breath, right? Like I just need to take a deep breath and like let my shoulders down a little bit, you know, like, whew. So what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get you to just relax. To not be so preoccupied with getting so you can respond to God's giving. Again, I love love languages, and my two biggest ones are word of affirmation and gift giving. And I love Jesus because he gives good gifts, man. Eternal life, salvation, joy, peace. Ooh, come on, somebody. And I tell you what, for me, the bigger the gift, the more you love me, y'all. So you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Man, God wants to be able to give you gifts today. He wants to be able to give you gifts today. We just said, or you want a better life? God wants to be able to give it to you. A year ago, we heard news in our country about an individual who was murdered. His name was Ahmad Aubrey. Ahmad Aubrey was running around in a neighborhood in 
uh, Georgia, a brand new neighborhood. He was a black man, and some individuals thought he looked suspicious, and they hunted him down and they murdered him. And two months later, when we heard news about that tragic event in our country, it, it really wrecked me and my wife. Because the neighborhood that Ahmad was running around in was very, very similar to the neighborhood that I live in. It's a new community with new houses being built all over the place. And as we were sitting there talking about this moment, I'm sitting at our breakfast table. My wife's on the other side of me, and I'm looking out my window at my neighbor, Sean and Shireen. Amazing black family, raising three amazing black kids. And we're talking about this moment. And it wrecked me. And we're both crying in this moment. And I said to her, I said, we can do better for Sean and Shireen. And then as soon as I said that, I slammed my hand on the table and I said, no, I can do better for Sean and Shireen. I want to make sure that they're not in a situation just like Ahmad was. That we can do better as a nation. Anybody believe that we can do better as a nation? Come on, I believe in unity and diversity. I believe that scripture teaches us unity and diversity. And we want to be able to celebrate that in a big way. And so I preached that on a Mother's Day. I changed the message instead of focusing in on mothers. I preached this message and it was called, We Plus I. We can do better when I do better. Each of us has to take that responsibility. And we begin to have some of these more conversations. Pastor Mike and I have actually had a lot of conversations about what that looks like and believing and loving diversity and celebrating diversity and and I actually began to, to package in a lot of material uh, that we had from that message. And we sent it out to pastors that started preaching that across the country, which was really cool and amazing. And it's making an impact in our community. It's so much fun. Uh, we actually have um, these bracelets to say, I can do better on them. I gave mine out earlier. And I forgot to bring even more, man. That was my bad. Uh, but I gave mine out earlier to somebody in the, in the lobby. Uh, but, but all of those are actually going. We're putting I can do better bands into um, of like all the backpacks that are getting handed out to uh, the kids that, that need them in our community, which is really, really cool. We're celebrating that. Uh, and so it's just been so much fun to be part of that thing. And I sent out these packages to a couple of pastors that had asked for it and a couple of other ones that just knew about it and just said, hey, we would love for you to be part of this movement that's going on. And, uh, and one of those, uh, a guy that, that Mike and I both know, Jason, um, two months later, I sent it to Jason and two months later, I actually got it back in the mail. And I got this box back and it said, return to sender, did not order. And I was like, dang, Jason, what I do to you, you know? Uh, but that hit me as soon as, that, as soon as I got that. There was, a, there was a thought that hit me right away. Especially when it comes to this amazing life that God wants to be able to give each and every single one of us. Is that we can absolutely make the choice to go ahead and returned it to sender. I didn't order that kind of life. I'm going to return it to sender. See, I'm asking for the easy life, but how do you mind, how do you like the promises of Jesus? Anybody love the promises of Jesus? How about this promise? In this world, you will have trouble. Whoo. He said, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Come on. But when the trouble comes, we're like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's, that, that's not what I signed up for. Return it to sender. See, for some of us in here right now, we just need to relax. God, there is trouble going on. I need to take my focus off of that 
put my focus upon you and receive the gift that God has. There's going to be an opportunity later for some of us to even put ourselves into that position to receive what God has for us. He continues on in Matthew chapter 6. He says this. People who don't know God and, and the way that he works, they fuss over these things. Ooh, we got a world full of fussing right now, don't we? Oh my goodness, there is fussing going on wherever you go. You just hear fussing. I can't turn on the TV without hearing fussing over something. It doesn't matter what kind of news channel that you turn on. There is fussing that is going on. You want to be able to hop onto some social media, there's fussing that is going on. People don't understand and so they're just fussing all over the place. But hold on a second. But you know both God and how he works. So why are you fussing over all these things? Why? Because we took our focus off of Jesus. And we put our focus on what culture is telling us to do. But you know Jesus. You know God and how he works. So why are you doing that? Don't do it. Instead, steep your life in God reality. God initiatives. God provisions. And then I love this. Don't worry about missing out. Oh, man, we're missing out on social media. Oh, my goodness. When you get on there, you're like, oh, like we, we got FOMO, right? Fear of missing out. Because you're thinking, how come everybody else is doing that? Hey, 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 just relax. You think that this world is everything that, that it's cracked up to be? You think that this, you think the life that everybody else is trying to push you to live is the life that God wants you to live? No, 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 no. Get involved in God reality, God provision. Come on, somebody. Put your focus on Jesus and you'll find all your everyday human concerns will be met. All of them. When you put your focus on Jesus, seek first his kingdom and all of his righteousness. And then I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. You're going to receive the full life. Full life. That's our verse right there, John 10, 10. It even says this. Is a, see, the thief comes to only to steal, kill, and destroy. Man, we live in a culture that is trying to do that so much, isn't it? We got a culture that is trying to steal all of our joy. It's trying to kill our relationships. It's trying to destroy. Destroy the purpose that God has for us. That was a weird kind of destroy that came out of there. Ooh, man, that's for service right there. Mike said, you need, to get a, you need to get something to eat. I was like, I'm going to burp something up. And he's like, no, don't worry about it. You're going to be fine. Destroy. Thanks for that one, man. Dagum. For service. Here we go. We live in a culture that is trying to destroy the clear communication that we have to people. Come on. That's what is happening. But instead, Jesus says, I have come to give you life and give it to you in the full. I love that word full. But the reality is this, is that that English word doesn't really, it doesn't magnify what that truly means. you got to go back to the Greek. Come on, somebody. Mike and I were in seminary. We spent some money on an education. i got to be able to throw a Greek word at y'all. Come on. The Greek word in that right there is the word parasos. Somebody say parasos. I want you to remember that word parasos. It means exceedingly and abundantly. That's the kind of life that God has for you. Exceedingly and abundantly what? More more than you can imagine, more than you can dream, that's the life that God has for you. I want you to remember that word. When you're going through a tough time, you got to remember yourself. Parasos, you're like, I ain't going to remember that word, right? You're going to remember that word. I'm going to help you remember that word. This is how we're going to remember that word. Again, I love chicken sandwiches. I love, I like, anybody in here love a chicken sandwich? Who don't love a chicken sandwich, right? 
In fact, everybody, like the world knows that we love chicken sandwiches now because every fast food joint has a chicken sandwich now, don't they? On our sabbatical, we actually decided if everybody has a chicken sandwich, let's go try them. So we did. We went and tried them all. And then we rated them. We gave them like five stars and everything like that. Like they, were, they really did. I'll tell you one you don't want to go to. Don't go to Arby's, y'all. That is not a good chicken sandwich. They got the meats, but they ain't got no chicken. I'm going to tell you. Whoo, Arby's chicken sandwich was horrible. <laughs> I'm sorry if anybody owns a Arby's in here. I love your roast beef. Come on, somebody. It was not good. Anyway, <laughs> number one for us in my family, number one that scored the highest one, it has got to be Chick-fil-A. Come on, somebody. Chick-fil-A. Ain't open on Sunday, but I still love me some Chick-fil-A. It is so good. It is the best sandwich. I mean, Popeye's is all right. It's all right. It was good. It was good. It was good. It was good. Ain't no Chick-fil-A, though. But, you know, here's the thing about Chick-fil-A, though. The thing about Chick-fil-A is it's not even the chicken sandwich, which I love. They do it so well. The thing that Chick-fil-A that does better than anything else is this little thing called Chick-fil-A sauce, y'all. Oh, my goodness. This changed my life when I had this for the first time. My life was changed. I realized that this isn't Chick-fil-A sauce. This is liquid gold, y'all. That's what this is. I know that I serve a good God that has put this on the planet. His blessings are new every single morning because there's always fresh Chick-fil-A sauce for me. Come on, somebody. I love me some Chick-fil-A sauce. But you know what's better than Chick-fil-A sauce? A pair of Chick-fil-A sauce. Oh! I love me some. Hey, if Chick-fil-A sauce is so good, there is no reason why every single one of my fries should not be covered in Chick-fil-A sauce. It is that good. Not What's better than good? Parasauce. That's the kind of life that God has for you. So the next time that you go to Chick-fil-A and you look down and you're like, I got me a good life right now. No, no, no. It's not a good life. It's the better life that God has for me because he has the parasauce kind of life for me. Come on, somebody. That's the kind of life that God has for you. The next time that you're going through a hard time, you go through that Chick-fil-A. Go through that Chick-fil-A drive-thru because you need some comfort food. And don't just find comfort food. Instead, kind of find comfort from Jesus. Because you're going to get that sauce and you're going to look down and you're going to say, you know what, I'm going through a hard time. But take heart because he has overcome the world. Come on, somebody. you got to be able to have a pair of sauce kind of life that's inside of there. That's what it's all about. You know what? This is the kind of life that God has for each and every single one of us. It's available to each and every single one. Hey, you know what? Here's the truth about this, too. You know what's true about this? Is that if you go to Chick-fil-A, guess what? You can order as many of these as you want. They ask you. And here's the, re- here's the truth of it. A pair of sauce is available for everyone. It is available for everyone. Some of us just forget to ask for it. Some of us just settle for a little bit. Some of us settle for Polynesian sauce. Come on, somebody. There is a pair of sauce available for you today, right here. Not just in this kind of sauce. It's here for you. Not just in this, but in the life that Jesus has for you. It's available for you right now. You came in here and you said, yes, I want a better life. It's available for you right now. 
right here. All you have to do is just reach out your hand and say, Jesus, I want to receive the good gifts that you have for me. Jesus, I want to receive this better life. Jesus, I'm going to put my focus off of the things of this world, and I'm going to put my focus upon you. I tell you what, somebody's got some Chick-fil-A sauce coming this way, and I would love to be able to get it all the way in the back, but at 730, these things exploded, y'all, and they got all over everybody, and so they got me in trouble, and they said, you can't throw it that far. you got to be nice with it. You've got to be a little bit more gentle with it. You can't throw it that far. But the thing that I loved about the fact that it exploded is this. I love the fact that it exploded because that's exactly the kind of life that God gives you. When you truly say yes to Jesus, he doesn't just give you any kind of life. He overwhelms you and then overflows through you. You want to see love in this world? Why don't you go ahead and allow God to put the love inside of you and then overwhelm you so much that you overflow love to the rest of the world around you? You want to see peace in this world? Why don't you allow God to be able to fill you with the peace and then allow it to overflow to the world around you? Let's explode love out of life point. Let's explode peace out of life point. Let's explode joy out of life point. Let's explode life out of life point. Why? Because the world desperately needs it. They desperately need what you have. Parasauce life. This is the life that God has for each and every single one of us. It's just there for you to receive it. Church, would you please close your eyes? And there's nothing magical or mystical about closing your eyes. But what it does allow you to do is to put your focus on Jesus in this moment. Do not worry about the distractions of this world. But to seek first his kingdom. And I believe that God is here to be able to give life to somebody. You just need to receive it. And anytime I've ever received a gift, I always need to be able to reach out my hand to receive that gift. And so if you're somebody in this room today who's going through a hard time, you have a medical situation going on in your life and you need a healing from it. You have a relationship, a marriage that is just going through the worst of the worst. You're going through depression. You've got a hole inside of your soul that you've tried to fill with the here and the now. And you're ready to put your eyes on Jesus, to say yes to Jesus. Because when you say yes to Jesus, you say yes to life. A life that is exceedingly and abundantly more than you could ever imagine. Jesus, for every single person that has their hand out right now to receive this gift from you, I pray that you will fill them. For the person that needs a miracle in this place, a healing. God, I pray, that, I pray for the person that has back issues going on right now, that they're, they're sitting here even in this trying to put their focus on you, but their back is just killing them so much. I pray that there's going to be relief from that back. God, I pray for the person that's going through the financial difficulty that is just, it's just wrecking them that they can realize, seek first your kingdom. God, I'm gonna trust you with my first and my best that you're gonna take care of the rest. God, I pray for somebody who's going through so much depression and pain right now. 
It's like a fog over their eyes. But they are going to be filled with the supernatural joy of the Lord. For you are our strength. God, for somebody in here who had a, a hole in their soul that was the size that I was, and you spoke those words into their life right now that you have more in store for their life than this, and today they say yes to you. I pray for their salvation. I pray for that they're going to be able to find life here at Life Point, get them involved in a life group and discipled and grow in their relationship with you. Jesus, we love you so much. All of the good and perfect gifts come from you, the Father of the heavenly lights. You don't, you don't shift like shadows around in the world that we live in. You are solid and creative, and we love you. We praise you in Jesus' mighty name.